0: Thank you, song service. Appreciate that. Let's open our Bibles this morning to 1 Samuel 17 verse 32. 1 Samuel 17:32. Great to see everybody out on this Sunday morning. And you know, I read about uh, the police recently arrested a man in Dublin, in Ireland, for selling the secret formula tablets he claimed to give eternal youth. When the police were going through their files, they noticed it was the fourth time this man was caught and arrested for committing the same criminal medical fraud. As they looked through their file, they found that he was arrested firstly in 1794, secondly in 1928, and finally in 1983. I mean, we could do with some of that. Can you say amen? I want to have a look at having a youthful spirit, having a youthful spirit this morning. Let's have a look in 1 Samuel 17, verse 32 and 33. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. Saul said to David, You are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth. And he's a man of war from his youth. I want to have a look at these two verses. We know the story of David and Goliath, it's a classic and it's uh, one of the uh, great stories in the uh, Word of God. And I want to look at that thought because it mentions David's youth. David's youth. And firstly, I want to consider in this point that youth not being afraid or not afraid. In contrast, part of the mark of our generation, the Bible says, is that men's hearts will fail them for fear. Let's have a look at Luke 21, verse 26. Men's heart failing them because of fear, of the expectation of things coming upon the earth for the powers of heaven will be shaken the message version says that all over the world will be in panic the wind knocked out of them because of the threat of doom and the powers that be quaking so the Bible gives a marker a generational marker of a last day's prophecy where Adam Clark says men fainting through fear and being ready to die very much we can see this around us can you say amen in our generation I thought of our parents or our forefathers the bold fearless approach that they had the second world war generation who stared down Adolf Hitler and the threat of Nazism the threat of Japanese occupation then how he came out of the Second World War and overcome so much poverty placed man on the moon this incredible generation it seems of fearless men and women as moving forward have in some ways been replaced with a more cautious Timid posture. We hear today one of the phrases is out of the abundance of caution. It seems a catch craze of a generation, but as you study civilization, as we, you know, some of us have looked into the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, we see these great people conquered their known world. But as time went on, as they became wealthy and and somewhat decadent they grew older they lost their edge and their ability to fight in the end they had so much wealth they hired armies to do their battles but as you study this you begin to see decline and collapse you know this is not only true in nations and civilizations this can be true in us personally in our text we see a young man we believe in his teenage years in verse 32 and david said to Saul, who's the king let no man's heart fail because of him your servant will go and fight with this philistine so here's david's youthful spirit i'll go i'll fight Here's the great warrior Saul, the king, and and even his uh, uh, lieutenants around him are literally bound and gripped by fear. But this young man says, I'll go, I'll fight. You know, the backdrop is uh, 1 Samuel 17, verse 10 and the Philistine that's Goliath said I defy defy the armies of Israel this day give me a man that we may fight together when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines they were dismayed and greatly afraid the anointed king The first king of Israel, Saul, here, the Bible says, is greatly dismayed and afraid. And what's from leadership is bled down to the whole nation, the whole army. But listen, Saul wasn't always like that however we see in his past in 1 Samuel 14 verse 47 the Bible says so Saul established his sovereignty over Israel and fought against all the enemies on every side against Moab, against the people of Ammon against Eden, against the king of Zorah against the Philistines wherever he turned he harassed them see that's Saul earlier on in his reign but when we now come to this story Saul has lost something you could almost say he's become old before his time cautious and timid he's lost his youthful I believe faith filled spirit this is where we see our text this morning Douglas MacArthur the great general in the Pacific in the second world war said you're as young as your faith and as old as your doubts as young as your self confidence and as old as your fear as young as your hope and as old as your despair post text after David said I'll go and I'll fight we see in 1 Samuel 17 verse 48 and so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David uh, that David hurried and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. If David was into making t-shirts, he would have made the fear not (laughs) t-shirt. Perhaps his favourite verse is Isaiah 41 verse 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. David here has faith filled spirit of youth. And it's very exciting. Can you say amen? This story has resonated throughout the generations. It's a youth story, it's faith filled spirit of youth. In the United States, years ago, they had a reality TV program called 911, which is our equivalent of triple zero. And the show, one of the shows that I read about reported a situation of an amazing rescue story. This young man and his fiance went skydiving. Jumped out of the plane and as he jumped out of plane we're seeing the play out, he notices that his fiance's shoot doesn't pull and she's in trouble. They're, they're solo, they're with nobody else, the parachute failed to open, she's plummeting to earth to certain death. I talked about true love has some expression of action this morning this guy didn't say well is she the one or should i should look for another <laughs> he didn't say that he realized what was going on he went into a swan dive accelerating catching up with her they're saying only 10 seconds before hitting the ground grabbed her and pulled his own chute and they both survived wow he's a keeper can you say amen (laughs) but that's an incredible story young people faith filled being willing to make something happen that's where we find David he wasn't afraid he wasn't bound in fear Well, look then secondly we see another view here this is the view of Saul or you could say the mature view and His view was, you can't. You can't. You can't do this. We understand about excuses we make. You could think for a moment this morning, what's the best excuse you've made for your lack of completing your homework when you're at school? People have written pages of this, books that have been written. Can you say amen? You can actually go on the internet if you don't have a good excuse and find some. Teacher, the dog ate my homework. I don't remember getting any homework. I thought it was in my school bag. I didn't understand the homework. My computer crashed. Had too much homework from another class. I was absent when the homework was assigned. I was busy with extracurricular activities and volunteering. had flu-like symptoms and had to get a COVID test. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of excuses. The wisdom of Solomon, Proverbs 28, verse 13 says, the lazy man says, there's a lion in the road, a fierce lion's in the street. What he's talking about, this metaphoric lion that's in the street, it's a beast out there. It's fierce. I'm sure it's going to get you. It's way too risky to venture out. And here's Solomon, he nails this down. It's kind of like the farmer that was known as the plate safe farmer. He was sitting on his front porch of his farmhouse and a friend dropped by one day and says, how's your wheat going this year? Ain't got any, he said. I didn't plant any wheat. I'm afraid the weevils will get in and ruin the whole crop. Okay, well, what about your corn this year? He responds, well, I ain't got any corn either. I didn't plant any. I'm afraid the crows will go and eat it all up and ruin me. Well, potatoes, how are they going? I ain't got any, didn't plant any. I'm afraid of the bugs will poison them and it'll ruin me. Okay, <laughs> what did you plant this year The confused uh, visiting Francis? Nothing, I just played it safe you know, by the very definition, he's not a farmer. A farmer grows or cultivates something. You may have a farmhouse and have some paddocks, but you're not necessarily a farmer. You're playing it safe. Another quote says, nobody grows old merely by living a number of years. We grow old by deserting our ideas. Years may wrinkle the skin, But to give up enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. You say, well, Saul, he seems to have lost something. He's got old on the inside. He's got an old spirit. He's young David. I'll go. I'll fight. And Saul responds to David in verse 33. You are not able to go against the Philistines to fight him. For you are a youth. And he is a man of war from his youth. So here's King Saul telling a young man, you're not able, you can't do this, and then begins to give him reasons, giving he even excuses, why not? Can I make a special note here if you're taking notes? don't let some old crusty half backslidden believer tell you you can't fulfill your destiny in God. Tell you that you can't overcome. Tell you you can't obey or you can't achieve. You know, there's an old four square preacher that said to uh, Pastor Greg Mitchell when he was going out to Launceston, and said, you know, Greg, when you go out, God's gonna beat you and knock you and 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 you know, bring you down, and you're not gonna see fruit, and you're going all this stuff's gonna go. And then finally, after years and years of that, he'll finally give you a little bit of fruit. And Pastor Greg said, that's crazy. You old prophet full of unbelief. He rejected that. You know, the same guy came to me and said, you know, I just was pioneering in Sydney and we'd just uh, been inspired by the early days of Pastor Mitchell praying for the sick and seeing miracles and I was inspired. I I loved that and I started praying for people. People got healed, uh, delivered. Uh, I mean, people started coming into church because of that. It was exciting times. I had that same guy, an older King Saul type of guy and says, Daryl, listen, these signs will precede them, not go before them. You're way too young and immature to have signs working in your ministry. You know what? You just need to reject that. Can you say amen? You know, the King Saul, it says, you're not able. You can... The reason you're not able is because you're a young person. You're a youth and he's a man of war from his youth giving him a a excuse you know paul says to timothy in 1 timothy 4 verse uh, 12 let no one despise your youth young believer here young disciple don't anybody despise you for your youngness of years but he says but be an example to the believer in word, conduct, love, spirit, faith, and purity. So here's Timothy. Timothy's a relatively young man taking over quite a large church, the church, I believe, of Ephesus. And Paul's saying, look, you're a young man, but don't let anybody despise that. So what he's saying, in some ways, if you're a young person, don't be disrespectful to your elders, but you don't have to listen to them when they're pouring water all over your faith or they've lost the fire themselves. But he's saying here, Timothy, instead, young person, why don't you be an example? We're going to ask this morning, what is our confession in this arena? In Jeremiah 1 verse 4, God begins to call young Jeremiah. He's only, again, a young man. The Bible says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb I knew you before you were born I sanctified you Uh, I mean I ordained you to, I ordained you a prophet to the nations but then I said ah Lord God behold I cannot speak for I am a youth but the Lord said to me do not say I'm a youth don't say that that's unacceptable for you shall go to all I, whom I send you and wherever I command you, you shall speak. Isn't God saying something interesting? That doesn't need to be your confession. You know what I love about our fellowship? We just don't have this side arena with just the youth group. You just go off from there and you just play table tennis and pool and uh, you know, have social events while the real work of the church is done by the mature people. You know, it ends up just being a carnal group of people that are almost just like the world, but kind of in a church setting. We rejected that from the beginning. How many know that? Young people, we want you involved. We want you in ministry. We want you as a disciple. We want you to take on, uh, amen, uh, uh, the adult life and reach into that. We know the whole teenage con- conscript here was just something that's not in the Scripture. You're either just a boy or you're a man, young man. They had their, you know, rite of passage at 12 and 13. They start entering the adult world. Can anybody say man? I got a friend who, or a person that I pastored for a while, he was in a church. He got saved, and he really got saved, and he, his 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 girlfriend got saved, and they wanted to live clean, live right. And so, you know, I think they were 18, 19, and and uh, they wanted to do the right thing and get married but they weren't in our fellowship and the, the parents and the pastor never supported them. You're way too young. Do you know what tragically happened? They got involved in immorality. He backslid, went back to drugs, nearly lost his life. I know mean, we support young people. you know our international leader, Pastor Greg Mitchell, was saved young, married young, and went into ministry young. 21 years old, I believe, when he went to Launceston to pioneer that church. That's our international leader. We were a year behind them. We were 22 when we went uh, over to Sydney. I want to say we support young people doing something with their life and doing something for God. And I asked the question, are there any youth that are willing to take on the challenge of our generation? I love the spirit of David. David says, I can do it. He saw a need. This Goliath is defying the, the very people of God, the name of God the testimony of God, how dare he do that? Something rose up in his young heart, said, this is not right, this is unacceptable. This shouldn't go down this way. Why is the church and the people of God not got dominion in this place? And he presents himself and he puts it out there. I'm willing to, if nobody else, I will. I'll step up. I'll do something. I'll speak up. I'll fight if we need somebody to fight. And here is, this is the spirit of youth. Fear not, for I am with you. Look, finally then, is there not a cause? We think, what fires us? What inspires us? Some people say, well, I'm just, into football pastor. I follow every game of my favorite team. How I many you know you might as well give up on football? There's no WA teams in the final series. <laughs> Doesn't matter, can you say amen? We don't care about the Eastern States teams. Let them fight it out. But you know, some people know I, I know every player on the roster. I know their names. I could I could name them. But, you know, I could ask the question then, can you name the 12 apostles in the Bible? You know the 21 on the football field, but do you know the 12 apostles? Well, I know Peter. You know, people name off, you know, maybe the latest celebrity or movie star or, or whatever else, but do you know the major players in the book of Acts? You know, what fires you up? What gets you excited? You know, David comes and presents himself before the king. Says, I'll go and I'll fight. If nobody else will. Oh, you can't because you're just a youth. Really? I don't think that's what God thought. Can you say amen? I think God had some other ideas. And then so, number one, the king here says that you can't go. Then his own brother come and said, you know, you're just trying to big note yourself. I mean, there's always brothers to pull you down. Thank God for the brothers. His older brother just said, hey, David, I see, I know the the pride of your heart. You just come to see the battle and you're doing all this kind of stuff. And and so the brother here begins to push back on him as well. And look what David said in 1 Samuel uh, 17 verse 29. David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? As a young teenager, he's saying, Is there not a reason to be zealous, passionate, on fire, enthusiastic about life? Is there not a cause? You've got this giant of Goliath, this monster of a man who's defying the army of God, threatening to take our freedom and our worship away and you're saying just calm down? Is there not a cause? A couple of quotes. No one grows old merely by the number of years but we grow old by deserting our ideas. You're never too old to become younger. Who likes that one? you know our story really sets up David's life and future can I say to young people here you're setting up your life and your future this is the story that begins to define his life at the moment and his future the David and Goliath story a young man's faith and zeal his ability to trust God Hudson Taylor says, unless there's an element of risk in our exploits for God, then there's no need for faith. Was it risky to go against Goliath? Absolutely. Psalm 71 verse 5 says, For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. John Gardner says one of the reasons why mature people stop growing and learning is become they become less and less willing to risk failure. Gertrude Stein says, we are always the same age inside and we all feel younger than we are because the spirit never ages. That's interesting. I remember in many New Year's Eve events remember being in Sydney a New Year's Eve event and it was a property that the churches would go out and we'd celebrate New Year's Eve together and have a big service. But a lot of times there'd be a um, touch rugby game, soccer game. I mean, no, you know, people remember how they used to be able to play. <laughs> I used to be able to do this pivot and move. And you try it, bang, your ankle goes. The amount of people that busted their ankle. Because inside you still feel like you're 18, don't you? But your body sometimes tells you a little bit different. Do you know, isn't that amazing? The body can get older, but you know, the spirit doesn't age or doesn't have to. Isn't that an interesting thought? that's why an older person and a younger person can be on the same page because your spirit is still a youthful spirit and the spirit of a person can bridge even generational gaps that's the genius of a house of God where you know someone like our beloved pastor mitchell can be 70 80 years old but all these young people just want to be around him because the spirit doesn't have to get old and crusty the spirit doesn't have to age it's a powerful revelation there have you allowed your spirit to get old before it's time Here's King Saul. He's not necessarily physically older in age, but he's allowed something on the inside to age. He's afraid, he's dismayed, he's timid, he's pulled back. And a young man named David comes up and says, listen, I'm willing to go, I'm willing to fight. And then Saul says, you can't because you're a young person. you know, parents, you can, you can bridge the generational gap. Keep your spirit young. As your children grow, you know, in their, into their teenage years and beyond, you can bridge that gap. Keep your spirit young. You can be the same age on the inside. See, David went from this great victory. You know the story how he defeated Goliath and he began to set his life on a path on a road i want to say to every young person here take on the spirit of david it's a youthful faith-filled spirit it's been assaulted because the spirit of our age right now is the spirit of fear it's gripping our world Well, we're pushing back can you say amen we're not going to withdraw. We're going to continue to move forward. I want to say to those who are a little bit older, what age are you in your spirit? I want to encourage you to stay youthful. I want to encourage you to still be enthusiastic for God. I can't help but love what we see in the book of Joshua and his friend Caleb makes this comment in Joshua 14 verse 10. And now behold the Lord has kept me alive he said these 45 years ever since the Lord spoke his words to Moses why Israel wandered in the wilderness and now here am I 85 years old as yet I'm as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me just as my strength was then so it's now my strength for war both going in going out and coming in you've got to like Caleb can you say amen his spirit is young. It's fresh. It's ready to still move ahead. He has a youthful spirit. C.S. Lewis, that great writer and thinker, made this comment he said, You are never too old to set another goal or dream a new dream. Pastor Tony Huang asked, myself just last week while I was in quarantine to do a little bit of a chat, a live stream with him and he began to ask my testimony and I began to think about as I thought about it, it's a testimony of a young person getting saved, getting touched, getting inspired, getting married, embracing the vision and the calling and then going and doing something for God. It's a glorious thing it's a youthful spirit somebody told me after i'd been saved about a year and a half this person was probably still in their 20s they said darrell i know you are down at the potter's house are pretty excited now but you know one day that's going to pass and i rejected those words i said no you may be old and crusty in your 20s down at your church, but that's not happening here. It's not happening if I have anything to say about that. What about you? Where do you see yourself in the Scripture? Are you a David that keeps a youthful spirit? Don't let, don't let your heart be dismayed. Don't let Israel be dismayed. I'll do something. I'll fight. I'll go. I'll serve. I'll put my hand up. I'll speak whatever is needed. I'll do that. Or do you see yourself more as Saul? You can't. We can't. It's beyond us. I'm challenging people to have a youthful spirit. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer.